Welcome to a patient safety podcast from Crico. Crico is the group of companies providing medical professional liability malpractice coverage and patient safety services to the Harvard medical community. A 75-year-old woman with a history of hypercholesterolemia, sleep apnea, hypertension, and arthritis presented to her PCP's office with complaints of jaw pain and mild upper chest tightness. The jaw pain was an 8 out of 10, according to the patient. Vital signs were normal, and the clinical examination showed a good jaw range of motion and no TMJ tenderness. The patient used a CPAP mask, and the physician linked the jaw pain to TMJ disorder and prescribed an NSAID. Five days later, the patient presented to the ED with nausea and vomiting. She was diagnosed with MI, which rapidly progressed into cardiogenic shock. Further testing revealed a lateral wall myocardial rupture requiring surgery. Her condition worsened. She suffered kidney and liver failure and subsequently died. The family sued the PCP for negligent failure to diagnose the patient's myocardial infarction, and the case was settled in the high range. To discuss the risk management and patient safety aspects of this case, we are joined now by Dr. Carla Ford. Dr. Ford is an internist and consulting physician with Crico. Carla, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Tom. The original sin here seems to be not considering the most serious potential cause of the jaw pain. Yes, I think that this is uh, an interesting case and unfortunately shows some of the pitfalls that providers can come across. Uh, when this patient presented, their primary complaint, her primary complaint, was of jaw pain, but it was very severe, 8 out of 10. In fact, it was so severe that the doctor documented that she'd been, at times, unable to leave the house. But the patient felt that she had uh, some difficulty, more pain when she clenched her teeth, and that her bite was out of whack. So the doctor uh, took those pieces of the history and essentially uh, decided that the CPAP mask was at fault and that this might be a TMJ disorder. Uh, but the patient also complained of some slight upper chest tightness, which was essentially ignored by the provider. One of the issues here is that this is a patient who had a lot of risk factors for cardiac disease. And the doctor, by failing to consider cardiac disease, also didn't really take a history relevant to cardiac uh, risk factors. For instance, the patient was 75, and she was a woman, and, and people realize that there's been a lot of uh, studies to suggest that women are more difficult to diagnose, that their symptoms are not, they typically don't present with all the classical symptoms of substernal chest pain and arm discomfort, so that jaw pain in women can be a cardiac symptom. In addition to that, the patient stated that she didn't have any pain when she was eating, which was uh, sort of went against the idea of TMJ. Uh, this patient had hypertension, she had actually was on four medications for hypertension, so she had very severe hypertension. She also had hypercholesterolemia. And so there were a lot of reasons to be thinking about cardiac disease. One of the problems in this particular diagnostic visit was that the provider did not go back to the record to look for old testing. And if he had, he would have found that there was evidence of myocardial damage on previous EKGs. But in addition, he didn't document a history of smoking, or family history of coronary disease. So essentially by sort of not thinking about coronary disease, he didn't take an appropriate history. Uh, and I, I do think that uh, given that coronary disease is you know, substantially more morbid diagnosis than TMJ disorder, it ought to have been at a differential diagnosis. 
Uh, were there features of the physical exam uh, itself that stand out? Yes, there were. Now, this is a patient, again, who's complaining of very severe jaw pain. But when the provider did a physical exam, he found that there was no crepitus uh, at the TMJ and that there was very good range of motion of the jaw. And there was no tenderness to the teeth or to percussion or palpation. He essentially found an entirely normal oropharyngeal exam. And so that was an opportunity for him to realize that this uh, presumptive diagnosis of TMJ was an error. When you have sort of this disconnect in the diagnostic picture, does that give you a trigger to sort of step back and reassess? Absolutely. I mean, people see a lot of patients every day. I mean, you, you have a lot on your mind, and I think we all start to build the story when we meet a patient. It's very uh, natural to sort of have a first impression diagnosis. But it's important to guard against that, especially when you get to the point of doing a physical. If it doesn't support your diagnosis, then it is time to reconsider and maybe broaden things out. This patient really did not have anything on physical exam to suggest that this was a TMJ disorder. And in addition, there's no history of a change in the mask or that it's a new mask or anything that would have precipitated this. Very severe pain. Again, the, the severity of the pain is what's important in the context of a normal physical exam. Given all of those issues, uh, when there's a disconnect between your physical exam and your preliminary diagnosis based on history, it's important to go back and maybe broaden out your differential or do some testing, which might have uh, provided a more accurate diagnosis. This is a situation that we encounter pretty commonly in clinical practice. Uh, when I was practicing in urgent care, one of my colleagues had a very similar situation where an elderly woman with a few cardiac risk factors came in with what she described as a sore throat. Uh, in fact, she described it uh, really as a topical soreness, so much so that we did strep cultures and you know, really thought this was an upper respiratory illness. And it was only when her physical exam was basically normal and her rapid strep was negative that we asked a few more questions and realized her risk factors. And in fact, that patient was having an MI and was properly treated. But these are the kinds of situations that uh, our primary care providers and urgent care providers are faced with all the time. Thank you. Dr. Carla Ford is an internist and consulting physician with CRICO. I'm Tom Agello. This has been a patient safety podcast from CRICO. CRICO is the group of companies providing medical professional liability malpractice coverage and patient safety services to the Harvard medical community. More information about CRICO and efforts in the Harvard system to create the safest healthcare in the world is available on our website, www.rmf.harvard.edu.